Today, Dr. John Ensign will tell us how to keep our children safe from the flu. the Great Shalom Broadcast, proclaiming that God wants total well-being for all children. Today, we're talking with Dr. John Ensign about how to keep our children safe from the flu. Is the vaccine the answer? Welcome, Dr. Ensign. Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> well, I'm so delighted that you've come. I've really enjoyed the postings you've had on Facebook, so I know you're real expert on this issue. Tell us first off what your credentials are. Well, my credentials, uh, I have a graduate degree in biology and chemistry, and then I followed that up um, a few years later with a doctorate in chiropractic care. Okay, wonderful. And you have uh, uh, your practice located right there on Anderson Mill Road uh, between 620 and 183, so people can find you if they want to uh, consult with you. So let's get right in. I know it's there's a lot of interest in this. So tell us, first off, how do we keep our children safe? So and we all want to keep our children safe, um, and particularly if they go to school. So what should we do? What's prudent to do? Well, you know, first I'd like to just say trust in your body's ability to heal itself. You know, there's a lot of fear out there that somehow um, we're just, you know, damaged goods or we're not capable of mounting a defense Um, against this flu, the swine flu, or any disease for that matter. And so I just want to say, trust in your body's ability to heal itself. God's given us the most amazing healing power in our bodies, Mm -hmm. and uh, we can fight anything off. Um, And and so I always start with that. And then, you know, and that's key. You know, let's not be afraid of how the body works. You know, um, I I was over at a, I made a house call last night uh, for a patient. Uh, Their their daughter was not feeling well, and, and they didn't understand it was okay to bring them in. You know, we're not afraid of germs in our office, but anyhow, they, they didn't come in. And, and she had a low-grade fever, and I said, that's great. You know, let's let the body heal itself. Let that fever run its course as long as we're staying hydrated. You know, it's key uh, to stay hydrated. I know my I know it can be frustrating. I'm a parent, and I, I've watched my, my daughters run fevers of 105, uh, 104 degrees, and it can be scary. But, you know, that's how the body's supposed to work. And as long as we're staying hydrated— um, we just have to understand trust in God first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, other things we can do uh, to help us, you know, avoid the flu is just really avoid sugar. I think with, when I look at kids today, uh, they get way too much sugar, um, way too many simple carbohydrates that turn right to sugar in the body. And, you know, unfortunately, the body just doesn't recognize sugar as a food source, and so it attacks it just like a bacteria or a virus, which lowers your immune system. And so for kids, we really just want to minimize the amount of sugar that we give them so their bodies are just ready to go, that they're, they're going to fight off the right stuff and not being attacking a food source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, sugar is not a food source, but uh, it, it does taste good, and our kids get a lot of that. So that's the big one for, for me is just, you know, okay, first of all, we got to make sure we're avoiding 
sugar. Uh, we're letting our kids get enough rest. Uh, make sure they get plenty of sleep, uh, especially if you start to come down with a virus or uh, an infection of some kind. Get plenty of rest. Avoid sugar are the, the main things. And then with our kids, you know, good hand-washing techniques are important uh, just to, to minimize the transmission. You know, mm-hmm. teach, teach your kids that uh, when they sneeze, they need to cover up. You know, I like to use the, uh, the arm or elbow technique, just really um, suppress those germs from um, transmitting to others is important. And uh, th- those are the three big things, you know. And, and then I would say do your research on the flu shot. There's a lot of, uh, obviously, in the press um, concern about the swine flu shot, that we all need to get our swine flu shot. And Excuse me, let me interrupt just a moment and let you know that this was a pre-recorded interview. It was recorded in fall of 09, September 09. And I, I want to say this to the listeners. I, I, it dawned on me the other day, you know, when they're talking about you know, 150 million people, 100 million people getting the swine flu shot, and they're saying that we're going to have maybe, you know, 30,000 people die of the swine flu. Well, that's probably about right if we if we vaccinate 150 million people. Um, you know, so it's interesting how we cover ourselves. You know, we're already saying, well, it's not going to be the shot, but it is, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and so I find that the shot really is going to lower the immune system and, and make the children – you know, because it really, the flu has never killed 30,000 people. Uh, and, and they tell us that. We, f- we think that the flu is what's causing the death, but it's really pneumonia that's mm-hmm. what, what gets us. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, we have the, the, the techniques, we have the medical care to treat pneumonia now. So that, you know, 60, 70 years ago, it was a lot different. But now, and so we just have to understand really the facts mm-hmm. Of what's going on? Oh, you have said so much, but let's let's go back and, and unpack a little bit. First off, every mother knows that there are sniffles, colds, viral things, everything, and we all are going to want to take prudent precautions. And and of course, when I say trust in God is number one, people think, oh, well, that's gratuitous because you're a minister. But really, I think science indicates that having a trusting attitude instead of being all stressed out and fearful makes a big difference. Absolutely. Right. And secondly, then keeping the garden healthy rather than putting pesticides on it. The same is true for our bodies if we just look at being well instead of trying to kill diseases. That makes all the sense in the world. So good diet, rest, you know, healthy lifestyle. Exercise is really important for your immune system to function properly. Right. And, uh, yeah, sugar seems to be the number one pseudo food source in our culture. Okay. So, and then washing of hands. I know when I was a uh, director of a preschool, this became hugely important because we have a lot of children put together in a small space. And so in those kinds of environment, washing hands and cleaning the environment is, is very crucial. However, in a home environment, simply washing hands is probably enough. We don't want a sterile home, do we? No, I'd like to say something about washing hands, too, because I, I see this everywhere I go. Um, you know, in Sunday school, I teach Sunday school at my church, and, you know, we're always, they're always wanting to give the kids a squirt, you know, a squirt of the antibacterial solution. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, we, really, that doesn't work. And there's a lot of reasons uh, why that doesn't work, but it's, it's better to just use simply soap and water 
or find a good uh, lotion maybe with aloe vera that helps to soften the skin uh, because you want to be, you want to just put the solution on and rinse it off. It's the rinsing off that gets rid of the bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we use an antibacterial type of uh, solution, there's, you know, alcohol in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that really, there has to be a contact time, number one. And if you don't rinse it off, then you're, now you've just got this solution with the germs on your hands. And I, I don't see that happening. I see them put the squirt on, they rub it in, but there's no rinsing. And we have right. to rinse it off. But the alcohol dries the skin. Mm-hmm. And then that makes us more vulnerable to further attack because the bacteria can get to you through your skin uh, if your skin's dry and, and chapped. And then we have the risk of, again, there's this thing about superbugs, you know, that the bugs become resistant to the, the bacterial, um, antibacterial solutions out there. And so I would just say simply uh, a good soap and water is your best bet. Maybe an aloe vera type solution, but then again, effective rinsing too. Right. So any kind of soap, Castile soap and water, really better than some of these other things that are marketed to us. Now, what happens in a public school where there is no facility or no time to wash hands? Then what should a parent do? Well, you know, I don't know. You could simply send your child to school with some tissue Mm -hmm. or some tissue that's treated with like aloe vera that they could use as a wipe to just wipe their hands off with and simply throw in the trash can uh, to get those germs off. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you know, it's teaching your child how to how to protect themselves when they sneeze, Mm -hmm. you know, so they don't uh, transmit to others. Um, and, And kids get it pretty quickly, you know, kindergarten, first graders, they know how to, uh, they know good manners when it comes to sneezing and coughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, you know, what are you feeding your kids? Uh, it's so important. Nutrition plays such an important part in our body's ability to fight disease. And if you're sending your child to school with um, sugar-laden cereals and donuts and pancakes and all these simple carbohydrates, you're really setting yourself up for more infection, you know. So, again, that's in my opinion, that's the best thing we can do is just if you want to protect your children, start nutritionally. Right. Uh, keeping do it the, God's way. Yeah. But then you said the vaccine, wait a minute, flu doesn't kill us. It's the pneumonia that does, and we can treat pneumonia if we get it. That's right. Yeah. So, but there are some problems with the vaccine. So we're going to come back and talk more about that. But right now we want to take a break. God wants you healed. We know this for many reasons. Read why in Sister Sharon's new book, God Wants You Healed. Turn away doubts and receive healing. It is not God's plan for any child to have pain or deficiency. Stop believing stories and get one step closer to God and healing by understanding God wants you healed. Send $15 to P.O. Box 971, Cedar Park, Texas, 78630. I'm so excited to announce the release of my book on homeschooling called Learn at Home for Great Shalom. It addresses how to homeschool for all special learning needs and covers everything. It's really a methodology book. It draws on many philosophies of education. It's tested and 
I think you'll like it. It's really a, a strategies book. And you can get it by going on to my website, www.greatshalom.org, and clicking through. And then a supplier will send it to you in trade paperback form. Or you may get it at a download, at a discount, if you like. Now, you can write me for it. It's $35 and send me shipping and handling also. And you can write me at P.O. Box 971. Cedar Park, Texas, in the United States of America, 78630, although I don't know how I will deal with foreign currency. So if you can do the internet, it makes it so much easier and faster for you. Just go to www.greatshalom.org and click through. Get Learn at Home for Great Shalom and tell all of your home educator friends. Thanks so much. This is the Great Shalom Broadcast, proclaiming that God wants total well-being for all children. And we're talking about how to keep our children safe from the flu. And we discovered faith in God, healthy lifestyle, washing our hands the old-fashioned way. None of these seem like they have many downsides. But now what about the vaccine? And many people are talking about it. It's being talked about quite a bit in the press, um, really almost to the hysterical level. Uh, on both sides, perhaps. So are sa- vaccines a good idea? How how important is this to public safety? Well, in my opinion, um, vaccines are, are worthless, just to be to find a better word for that. Um, they, they've never been proven to work, and I don't think they ever will be. And, and now, are you talking about all vaccines or just well, the flu vaccine? the flu vaccine, okay. yeah, in particular um, – we could talk about all vaccines, but we'll keep it to the flu vaccine today. Um, there's a lot of reasons, you know, I mean, it's just never been proven to work. And, and most people that I know that get the vaccine actually get the flu. They mm-hmm. they show signs and symptoms of the, the flu itself. And, um, you know, we just have to be really careful because of the side effects of the flu vaccine itself and, and, really ask ourselves what's what are we putting into our bodies you know when we we want to minimize poison in our bodies you know and 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 it's interesting in that when we get the flu it's typically because we ingest it or we inhale it mm-hmm. um it's we don't get it because we inject it into our arms you know with in a shot so there's just two different avenues of approach there anyway and and what we, you know, when you look at the, it's the collective load of all the things they put in these shots that are so dangerous, you know. And and again, when we look at the flu, the flu doesn't kill you. We The CDC, you know, we read the numbers, but they're, we're misinformed because when they say 30,000 people are going to die from the flu, that's not true. Um, it's 30,000 people may die from pneumonia, which is a side effect of getting the flu, uh, but we can handle that now. We have the resources, the the antibacterials to help fight ammonia. Um, and so to rush out and, and inject ourselves with a flu shot, I think, is just bad policy, number one. And I don't understand why the scientists and the people in power don't know this, mm-hmm. that, that the research doesn't indicate that this stuff is going to help 
protect us from the flu. Right. Well, I'm no epidemiologist, but I do understand from what I have been taught that since there are many strains of flu, the authorities uh, roll the dice, make a best guess as to what might be the worst one. And, and so that's what goes into vaccines. So statistically, there's only a small percentage of chance that it's going to work, assuming it were safe. But now we've got questions about vaccines being safe, that actually children are being damaged. So can you unpack that for me? You know, as a non-scientist, children are being damaged because of things that are in the vaccine? That's correct. Um, you know, it's what we now know is, is we look at the collective load of everything that's in that shot. Um, because I know in the past, mercury has always been a big concern. You know, hey, the mercury is causing autism and, and, and we don't want to put mercury in our bodies. But there's a lot of other things in those shots, too. There's aluminum. There's MSG. There's um, uh, what we call um, squale or adjuvants. They put actually petroleum products. All these things are designed to stimulate the body to create an immune response, mm-hmm. which they do. But herein lies the problem. It's the collective load of all this stuff that's causing the damage. And what we're now seeing is it causes hypoxia of the tissue. So if if you you know, and then and so we get the flu shot, but then we're also getting the vaccines. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think if if a child follows the current schedule along with all the flu shots, they get something like sixty five doses by the time they get to first grade. And so it's the collective load of all these chemicals that we're putting in the body that number one really haven't been shown to um, protect us. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two. We look at the statistics around us with all the cases of autism and special needs and learning disorders. It's outrageous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, and the numbers are, are getting worse. It's like uh, below one in 100 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's where we have to be concerned because when, when we put this stuff in the, our bodies, it ends up in various places. And so if, if this shot, if all, this, um, all these chemicals end up in the brain – it can cause a stroke of the tissue in the brain. The white blood cells are so numerous, the red blood cells can't bring oxygen to the tissue, and it causes a stroke. Now, our modern-day imaging um, equipment can't pick this up, but we see it in facial expressions. We see it in the damage that's done to the cranial nerves. It looks just like a stroke victim with the way the eyes move and the cheeks droop and the chin. And so we're seeing this, and and so we that's why it's so it's the collective load of everything that's in that shot, do not outweigh the risk of just getting the flu. Right. So we have a little baby going in, getting an injection, possibly having a stroke because of it, and that's not noticed because it's a baby. That's so right, because saying? the parents don't know what they're looking for. They, they, you know, the child's crying because most kids in two or three days will recover. They mm-hmm. wax and they wane and then they recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go in for another round and they wax and they wane and they recover. And, and everybody doesn't, they think the child's fine because they don't know what they're looking for. Right. But now we've got, we've got across the country hundreds and hundreds of cases of before and after photos that clearly show what's happening in these children's facial expressions to see the damage. And then we've got on record too to see, okay, uh-oh, now the child's not recovering full-blown autism. And you can see that uh, in their in their baby pictures, mm-hmm. um, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And so, 
you know, this is where we have to be careful because it's not one thing. It's the collective load of everything. And so it's the collective load of the shot. It's the collective load of all the processing that we eat in our food. It's the herbicides and pesticides. It's the formaldehydes. It's, it's you know, the quality of air we breathe. I mean, it's not one thing. It's It's 850 things that we need to really start to look at and say, okay, what are we doing? Because it's only getting worse. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the cases of autism, diabetes, uh, you know, somebody, I, I read a report yesterday that was telling me that now it's like 25, one out of four kids is in a special needs program at school. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's somehow to say, oh, God made a mistake. And, and it's like, people, we need to wake up. I doubt it was God. Yeah, I don't think it was God, you know, <laughs> and, and we need to really just take, you know, pull our heads out of the sand and take a look at this and say, okay, what's happening here? Because it's only getting worse. Right. So a conservative approach might be the best thing for a parent to do. God wants you healed. That's right. Forget about why God may not want you healed. He does want you healed, well and healthy. And in Sharon Sarles' new book, God Wants You Healed, she shows you that's from a biblical perspective. This new book is available now and can be obtained in either a downloadable format or in hard copy at www.greatshalom.org. That's www.greatshalom.org. And remember, God wants you healed. If you're interested in how to pray better, I think you will be interested in my study guide called How to Contend for Your Children. It will take you step-by-step into praying what you believe and saying what you pray. And it's available. If you just go to the website, you can click through and get it, www.greatshalom.org. And incidentally, it's good not only for individual study, but also as a turnkey group study. It's called How to Contend for Your Children, so you can get it. Just go onto the website at www.greatshalom.org. You can click through and they'll send it to you. And we just are so thankful that you've come in today and shared with us. And really, I think it's good news that you've. Uh, given us a, a way to go, and uh, we're so glad that there have been some improvements in, in the healthcare community so we can understand this, and I think some of the word is getting out. Let's go to the throne of grace and, and pray about this. Lord, thank you that you love us and you love our children so much. We ask you to keep our children safe, and we remember your promise that those who shelter under you are safe, even though 10,000 fall around them. Remember that you love our children more than we do. Indeed, that you have promised them great shalom, total well-being to them. We ask you now for wisdom in taking care of them. We ask you for truthfulness in government and media and medicine. We ask that once again judgment be founded on righteousness. We ask that this nation turn to you, turn to truth, righteousness, and repent. And Lord God, just, just bless us. Bless our families. Bless this country. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So now I ask you all to write me, tell you what, tell me what you received. You can communicate with me at info at greatshalom.org or you can uh, 
write me at P.O. Box 971 Cedar Park, Texas 78630. And our free offer this month is a small document, 20 Blessings for Teachers. It's a great devotional aid if you're a teacher or a gift to your child's teacher. And just uh, email me if you'd like it in PDF format, again, at info at greatshalom.org, or you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope at P.O. Box 971, Cedar Park 78630. And we would love to have your partnership and uh, your gifts also. So, Dr. Ensign, do you have a parting shot for us? You know, I think the parting shot is, is people just trust in God and know that he's given you and your child everything you need to heal and fight off the flu. Um, trust your instincts, you know, and, and um, we, we are going to be fine uh, this, this next pandemic. And, and it's important for people to understand what a, what a pandemic really is, um, that, you know, it, it's, it doesn't mean you run out and get scared and step in line and get a flu shot. You know, it just means that we just need to understand how the body works, that uh, God's given us everything we need, and we can heal just fine. And if your child gets the flu, amen, because then you will have the real flu shot, and they will be protected for life and have lifelong immunity, and, and that's how it's supposed to be. That sounds like good news to me. Hallelujah. Okay, and next week we'll be talking to Dr. Ted Edwards about how prayer— and medicine can go together. You got that right. A regular MD talking about how prayer can go with medicine. Uh, Dr. Edwards is uh, on the prayer team at First Baptist Church here in downtown Austin, and you will want to hear um, this uh, chat. It will be delightful, so you don't want to miss it. And you can log on my website, and you can get my opinion uh, about how God wants you healed in a book by that same title. It's a quick read, but you will want to go back and back to it because it's based on Scripture, and it explodes a lot of myths about what Christians often think about sickness and healing. Just go to www.greatshalom.org. Look for um, the link that says GSB Books, and another vendor will print it and send it out to you or let you download it for a discounted price. Not very expensive. You know, I think it's real important that we know that God, in fact, does want healing for our children. And uh, we can take a lot of joy and comfort in that. We do look around and we see that children have a lot of problems. In my opinion, that's the pandemic that we need to, to uh, be concerned about, whether it's uh, their physiological problems or their psychological problems or their spiritual problems. But the good news is that God has an answer. You know, God knew how this works <laughs> when he set it up. And God knew how it worked when he told us what to do. And if we would just do that, you know, obey my commandments, and I will put none of these diseases that the Egyptians have on you. And um, that's what I believe, that God wants us well. Don't you think that's so? Oh, amen. Absolutely, I think that. That's that's so powerful. That's what God wants for all of us, you know, uh, is to be well and fully on purpose and on fire for his word. And I think when we see these things happening, it's because we're not trusting in God and we're not asking him for his guidance and help. And, and, and that's when we run into these pandemics. And I think there's a bigger pandemic out there right now, uh, way bigger than the flu. And that's, that's our trusting in God and letting him direct us so that we can be on fire and on purpose for his will, not our will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, the pandemic of sin. <laughs> yeah, and we right. have the antidote, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> 
partner with us and uh, spread the good news to your children. And uh, we'd be happy if you supported this broadcast. So this is Sharon Sorrell saying that God wants total well-being for all children. Thank you for joining us for the Great Shalom Broadcast with your host, Sharon Sarles. Sharon is an author, educator, minister, parent, and grandparent committed to sharing the understanding of God's love and desire that all children experience optimal well-being in this generation and the generations to come. The Great Shalom Broadcast is here to bring hope, health, and healing for children and youth by inspiring, informing, equipping parents and educators. For more information on today's program or today's offer, simply log on to thegreatshalom.org 